Welcome to another episode of Decoding 40. Before we dive into today's show, we want to give you our listeners a very important heads up. This week's episode contains discussions about sexual abuse and violence. We understand that these topics can be triggering and deeply distressing for some individuals. If you think that you may be affected by the content of this episode, please consider skipping this one and joining us again for our next conversation. We have plenty of other episodes covering various topics that you can enjoy. For those who do choose to proceed, we encourage you to practice self-care and reach out to a support network or professional help if necessary. Remember, it's okay to pause or stop listening at any time if you need to. Thank you for your understanding and support. Now, let's get started. Can you update Chrome or? Uh, probably, but I don't want to do it right now. He's going to clean out his fucking drive and that's just going to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Clean it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new motherfucking intro. Someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. So sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Welcome to Decoding 40. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that magnificent intro, so you know what time it is. Guess who's back? Like we never left. Or like we left something. Oh yeah, it's the coding forty. This is your boy L dot O dot, aka I get in where I fit in, and I'm joined by two of the steam voices of the podcast landscape, and they go by the names of Yo, what's up, it's your boy Vin in the building. Hope everybody's safe out there. Spring is sprung, and it's very beautiful outside. It's spring again, mm. and everybody, everybody knows it's, it's spring, spring again. again. This is Alaric. Welcome, gentlemen. As always, and every week, we want to continue to invite you to keep sharing, keep subscribing, keep rating the podcast. It only helps us get better and extend our reach further and wider. Potential pause there. Who cares? But (laughs) you can find us on all your favorite platforms for streaming at Decoding 40. If you're online on any of the social media platforms, you'll find us at Decoding 40. If you feel like you need a t-shirt as the spring weather is starting to break here in New York, you should go to Decoding40pod.com and pick you up a nice tea and rock it. Just like our friend down in Florida. I don't know if I should say her name, but if you see our Instagram, you will see her beautiful picture in the Decoding 40 feed so also it's a little cool at night so you could pick up a hoodie too and it while you're wearing your hoodie you can have a buy one of our mugs where you can put something hot in there or maybe a hot toddy double upsell yeah (laughs) winner winner chicken dinner oh let's go all right folks you've been sold (laughs) now go out there and buy something (laughs) hold on i don't want to say it like that Please. We're, we're trying to sell you on this merch. Not you've been sold because <laughs> Lord knows <laughs> our ancestors have had enough of that. Uh, but anyway, let's get the show started. This is the A block of the show, also known as the check-in. Who would like to start the show? Yo, I was, a matter of fact, I, something keeps playing in my head, actually living in my head rent-free that Rick said one time, 
and it's been playing in my head all this entire week, and I can't remember what it is right now. Uh, that's courtesy of the wine and maybe the wrong headache. <laughs> I um, noticed something playing in my head, but I don't know what it is. It's, it's actually Portuguese. It's the Portuguese wine <laughs> that I'm drinking right now. Shazam, um, name that tune. <laughs> so anyway, uh, one good thing is that I'm enrolling in uh, school to get back into school and do some um, learn some IT stuff. So I'm taking a 14 week course to do that so I can get certified, to do that and hopefully get another J-O-B that doesn't require me driving people around all the time. And other than that, nothing's uh, been crazy happening around the old homestead. The, the the kid was off for the week. Spring break. Did you your kids were on spring break, Al? Yeah, my kids were off, but I was away. OK. What <laughs> about you? Yeah, my kids were off as well. Yeah. Well, can you hear the excitement in my voice? <laughs> They go back tomorrow. Um, <laughs> now that so, I'm excited about. <laughs> which I want to eat. Come on. <laughs> Hurry up. Get the fuck out. <laughs> but um, no, nah, I, uh, yeah, she was here the whole week. And uh, it was cool, though, because she, she was a busy little bee band, all, all, you know, hanging out and enjoying her time. She had a little uh, movie night at the house on, what was it, Friday, I believe it was. She had a movie a movie night. We I pulled out the big screen and, and the projector, and she watched some movies with her friends. They lit a fire. They did s'mores. We ordered pizza. They had a good time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. You know, so she's been, uh, you know, having her her fun during the holiday. Other than that, oh, I, I do have a good Uber story. Matter of fact, today I'm driving, right? And, I, and I'm driving downtown somewhere, and I, I get the alert to pick up this person. When I get there, at the, they're at the Acme supermarket. I pick them up, and the guy says Z Street. And I thought he says 211, right? So I didn't pay no mind. So now as we're going there, I'm noticing, like I start to look at the map, like, wait a minute, we're going to the street where I used to live at Jersey City 20 years ago, 20 something years ago. So the guy, I asked the guy, "What? where are you going again? He goes, 11 Street, which happens to be where I used to live. The exact same address? Or the, the exact street? same address. The exact same address. Wow. So I said to him, I said, what apartment are you in? And I Slow said, down, creep. So, so then I said to him, I said, <laughs> I said, because, yo, why did this dude, he was with his young girlfriend. They looked like they were in their 20s. Why did they live in the same apartment that I lived in? Wow. That's the same, crazy. The same apartment. Now, what are the chances of me, an Uber driver, picking these people up and them living in that ex exact same apartment building? That shit is the craziest <laughs> shit for me. I don't you know. You ever watch the... Yeah, right. Did you ask him to come in and look around? No, I didn't do no old man shit like that. <laughs> you, you guys, you know, this is where I used to have sex with my girlfriend here. Yeah, we've been married now for 20 something years. We used to have sex right on the sink right here. Hope you hope you cleaned it good. No, you ever man. watched the uh, Netflix show You? Yes. That seemed like a scenario in which <laughs> would play out very nicely. He obviously got in my cab because he wanted me to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but it was just it was just kind of it was it was bananas that that actually happened. And so and did I, you guys exchange numbers spades later this week? No, no, oh. no, no. It's nothing like that. OK. Like that. Speaking of spades, our brother in spades and, and in arms, uh, domain is in, in, uh, in the building. He's actually in Jersey City this week. Is he? Oh, right. weeks. Yeah, he's going to be here for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, that's the renigger. <laughs> My renigger. L's favorite spade party is <laughs> in the building. Yeah, My so renigger. Uh, he, he texted me today, said he's in the, he's actually in a, in a 
nice area of Jersey City where everything is. So he, he should he should have a ball while he's here. Ironically, um, how long is he going to be in town? For like three weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he'll actually going to be. I, in I, Atlanta. I said that to him. Yeah. I said that to him. I said we're going to be in Atlanta uh, coming this weekend. We're going to the podcast. What's it called, L? It's the um, the Black Effect Podcast Festival. We'll be there. Uh, hosted by Jess Hilarious and Charlemagne the God, aka okay. Leonard. I'm bummed that I can't make that, man. I yeah, I man. was thinking about it the other day. I'm bummed that you can't make it. That would have been another great trip for the, yeah. the the three of us. We'll have to carry the torch for uh. We shall. Right. Yeah. And by torch we mean alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. Be careful what you say that. Say that ATL. Oh, these niggas is coming. I want that ball. Where's the ball? With his nice glasses. He got glasses on different every time I see You must mean glasses. Alaric. <laughs> he couldn't Alric, make it. Alaric, whatever his name is. Shit. He couldn't make it. That big bald nigga, where he at? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh man. But uh yeah, man. So that was the, the, the crazy coincidence of the of the fucking year, I would say. That is crazy. And then the night before, I had these uh two bartenders in my car. They were w- two women. I was taking them to some party and we just started having a conversation. They were making me laugh because they were just talking about bartender shit and how annoying people are. Mm. So I thought the shit was hilarious. And we got to talking about astrological signs, coming to find out. One of them had the same exact birthday as me. What is going on in your Uber? I don't know, B. It's it's, a, it's, a, it's some sort of warp. And I'm playing the music. It's cool, man. It's, it's a good time, man. It's, it's, just, it's groovy. <laughs> Are you going to kill them later? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. They're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> They're already the in the trunk. They're in the trunk. <laughs> you know, at least their heads uh, off. <laughs> Can't get rid of those. I need momentum. Forever, my Uber. <laughs> Driving out to the swamp later. <laughs> got, a, got a ride, you know. Free anyway. charge. Nah, all jokes. But uh, that's my check-in for this week. Nice. Merch drop! You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This has been from Decoding 40, letting you know about Decoding40pod.com. That's right, Decoding40pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Decoding40pod.com. Decoding40pod.com. Alaric, what's good? Not much of a check-in. I'm back home after spending the week in Lexington, Virginia, which is actually a very beautiful town. I didn't know before I got there that the Virginia Military Institute is like right up the street. Um, it's a huge campus. And that's why we couldn't book into a decent hotel. The hotel we had was kind of shit. And the internet access was terrible, which is why we're recording tonight, because the internet was just really trash. Trash. My first internet. <laughs> he, he just, wa- just trying to watch a YouTube video. And it's like buffering. Like I haven't seen YouTube video buffer in a long time. And like you know, how small we become with internet. Like as soon as we touch it, it's supposed to instantly come to you. That nigga, that nigga Rick had Netgear internet (laughs) last week. (laughs) He had fucking fifty six kilobytes per second. His internet was so bad it affected my microphone. That's how bad his internet was. I couldn't even talk to my mic. It was his bad internet was reaching through your microphone to choke you out. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh man. 
No, it's it's a really beautiful part of the country, and um, it's it's mountainous, and you can buy. I was just I was looking it up after after being on the location where we were shooting, and just looking up what land costs because the guy who who owned the property that we were shooting on owns like two hundred acres of land. Oh, so I just wanted to know, like, what Did he inherit that. No, he bought it. He moved from Missouri, I think, two years ago. My great great grandfather. He bought that land. in recent years. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. But you know, he had a, he had a boat company in um, in New Hampshire or in Maine. Uh, he built sailboats, oh, so he's great. building millions million dollar sailboats. So when he sold that company, I'm, I'm sure he got a, a pretty penny. Mm. But two hundred. I just wanted to know what the what the fuck. How do you, how much does two hundred acres cost? Right. And did you find out? I don't know how much two hundred acres cost, but I was looking around, and you could get twenty five acres of land in this area for about three hundred thousand dollars. But nothing's on it. It's just it's just land. Raw land. You've got a creek, and I'm thinking to myself, like, if you got up a, a group of like yeah, nigga. creatives mm-hmm. bought. Uh, 25 acres, you can build like your own little black town. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're eventually going to try to burn it down. But (laughs) you mean after the creatives move in? Yeah, but you got to be creative that are willing to carry gats because you're going to be in Virginia. You need to have guns and shit like that. Tons of guns. I I just imagine it would be really dope if it was a bunch of people who who worked remotely Mm. living in this town. And you know you could you could make yeah we'd have to build you'd have to build your own cell tower like right in the middle of town yeah a good cell service (laughs) that's actually a great idea I hadn't thought about it from that perspective in terms of getting a collective of people to buy a large uh, number of acreage yeah I mean because really really I think it's it's getting hooked into the utilities and getting you know phone lines and. And sewage, and that, that's probably that's going to be a biggest cost. Yeah, the land, if you think about it, is really cheap. Right. Like, well, you would probably, if you, depending on how many houses you're gonna you're gonna have on that air in that area, everybody's gonna be on a septic system. Mm-hmm. Now, the, getting the water in there, you know, you're probably gonna have to run something into the ground uh, to get to where the well water is. If it's right. if there's water there. And then you got to hope that it's not coming from a place where they had dumped uranium from (laughs) from fucking nuclear facility. Mm -hmm. So you don't have no fucking fuck lead water, nigga. We got we got uranium water. That's a little bit worse than lead water. (laughs) We're glowing. Uh, (laughs) You know, maybe it's a sustainable community, Mm -hmm. you know, rainwater wells. uh, There is a creek that runs through that run through that particular property. Um, But, yeah, it was gorgeous. But um, I'm back home. Happy to be home. Um, the kids were awful last week while I was gone, mm-hmm. um, which was convenient for me. Wife loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loved that. But Granny, Granny stepped in and, and took care of, of the kids a lot. Gotta and love Granny. Babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta love Granny. Granny's a G. Yeah. But you know what I wanted to talk about? Because I've binged watched a couple of shows now. I think you guys have both seen Swarm. Yes. Yes. I thought this shit was brilliant. I thought it was so quirky and weird. And I'm not sure about the, like, I think you guys talked about the ending. And I'm not sure the ending is reality. Because I would like to see what season two comes 
when season two comes? Because I don't think she's really there. I don't think, I think um, there's going to be another season. There's talk of a second season. Really? I hope so. Because if it um, ends like that, it's... it's. Wow. But I was okay if it ends like that. Because I think, the, for me, it's the allegory. The allegory was about people who buy into a thing or a concept mm-hmm. who are so lost in it, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter what the ending is. Because they will always be wrapped up in that thing. Right. Because I, I, I think that ending was probably not reality and she was sliding deeper off I the exactly. edge of sand. Yeah, exactly. Her cheese definitely wasn't on her cracker anymore. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, because I don't want to give too much away, but think about what happened. Yeah. She was invited into the, sp- into the space that she yeah. idolized and adored and worshipped. Yeah. And how do you get there? Most likely, it's through your own imagination and in your own psychosis. Right, right. So uh, the other question I have is like this uh, apparently was connected to a real case, a few real stories. Yeah, yeah. a real yeah. story is dealing with Beyonce when Beyonce got bit, and it says Sanaa Lathan bit her. Yeah. So they they did the story about that. So a lot of the stuff was based on Beyonce type of situations super and not just beyonce just zealots and people who mm-hmm. were super fans yeah yeah I, I like the take on on the whole hive and yeah. um mm-hmm. and she she was like i'm i'm gonna be the ultimate hive killer bee yeah <laughs> word up so no i've no been telling people i like the fact that this black woman was the protagonist you don't normally yeah. see that sort of role being played particularly yeah. by black women yeah. So I really like that, um, that it was a departure from what is expected. I can't think of her first name, but Fishback, she's she's just awesome to me. I, I yeah. think um, I love the way she gets in the roles. The first one I remember seeing her in and appreciating her acting is The Deuce on HBO. Yes. yes. And uh, everything else I've seen, I can't recall the titles right now, but she's always been dope. So yeah. um, kudos to her. And uh, everybody who worked on that, and including Obama's daughter, uh, Sasha, mm-hmm. not Sasha, um, Malia. Malia. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. co writer of my dad. Yeah, so shout out to her. She was crazy, Stan. The, <laughs> ne- the next show I've been watching is um, Succession. Like, I've been watching it throughout the seasons. And uh, last week's episode, have, have either of you guys. No, I haven't have watched the episode, but I saw all the remarks about how it ended. Yeah. Well, it's not over. That's that's the crazy. oh no everybody was talking about like it was over okay well this is I think this is the final season but there was a huge event that happened oh, okay. last week that kind of it ended one chapter but just opened up a whole nother chapter because it it's really it's really very um, Shakespearean in the drama you know because it's it's all about this intrigue and backbiting and uh, this political infighting because there's a king but the court is at war. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now that I, I don't want to give up the give up, I don't want to do a spoiler, but it just shifted the focus of everything. The big mm-hmm. event last week. I mean, I think the show is brilliant. It's, it's actually a comedy, but it's sh- not shot in that way. It's not slapsticky at all, but it's, it's completely hilarious. Cause like these, these characters are like, they're, they're probably modeled after real people. Mm. And you're just like, these people are fucking ridiculous. And you know these people exist in the world. Because, they, you know, this is kind of modeled after uh, Murdoch and his family. Okay. 
It's funny and, that you describe it that way because yeah. that's reason. That's actually the reason that sort of turned me off because I was coming off of billions, mm-hmm. and it struck me as sort of I thought it was a play on billions. So I was like, all right, I don't feel like getting invested to another series, and I wasn't even sure that it was going to last past season one. And then turns out here we are, season five. Yeah. Um, so I'll just wait till the whole thing is over. Yeah, it's it's definitely not billions. It's not it's not in that in that way. It's it's very dark, dry comedy. Okay. But not really presented as a comedy. All right. I'm gonna check it out. I'm waiting for the season to end. Speaking of binging. Wait, I got I got one more. I started this last night. It's on uh, Netflix. It's beef. I started beef. Yeah. I, I watched <laughs> the whole thing. It's fucking Yo, dope. This- this shit is so fucking good. It's um, really, really good. It's it's Elle's favorite really comedian, good. Ali Wong. Yes. Yeah. And um, I, I can't remember this guy's name. I think his name is Zhang, and he was yeah. uh, he was in The Walking Dead. Um, I forget the really, name. It's yeah. brilliantly written, but it's it's really really good. Yeah. And you know what? What I thought was great about the show, they subtly um, put into the script these the different the cultural differences between chinese korean and japanese mm. and it's not it's not it's not hitting you over the head right it's not in your it's so it's so subtle mm-hmm. and you see how there's a little tension even in those three communities mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um, okay. I, I i love the show i love it. it's really really good i haven't finished it i'm only up to episode five but i'm pretty sure i'm going to stay up all night and finish it. <laughs> you probably are yeah you're ahead of me because yo three or four we we started watching that shit me and my wife started watching it on some like all right let's just see what it is Let's just see what it is. Turn into like a five hour binge, yo. <laughs> like we just started watching this shit. It was episode after episode, and at one point, you think it's over, and you go no, and then you go oh, there's two more episodes left. It, it's right. just it's really really good. It's, you're gonna yeah. you guys are gonna enjoy it. Gonna yeah, I'm looking it. forward to getting into it. Enjoy it. Well done. I, I see Emmys in their future. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And that's it for me. That's my check in. All right. Well, I'm gonna. And extra check-in. I don't want this in mind. <laughs> it's built on an addition. Yeah. Uh, Gangs of London. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turns out, we had talked about this a couple of weeks, that a couple, a couple of weeks ago. It turns out that Gangs of London is on the Sky Network, which is on HBO Max in Europe. Mm. That's why we were able to watch it. Wow. Then. Okay. Here, it's on AMC. Okay. Oh, okay. Which is why I had to pay for the free version, just like Vince said. So I started watching. What's crazy is because when we were watching it in Lisbon, I would sort of catch an episode here and there, mm. miss incredible blocks of the plot. Mm. But now things are starting to make sense as to why people were behaving that they were and, and mm-hmm. things were done. I love this show. I absolutely love this show. I think it's worth the $8 or whatever it is that I'm eventually going to pay per month, probably until I get sick. It's going, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to be like, why am I being charged for AMC? And I'm going to totally forget why. <laughs> it's going to be next year. Um, Thank you for yeah. your $300. <laughs> yeah, basically. But uh, yeah, I, I love getting into the show and uh, I got the wife into it as well. Um, I think I watched the first episode three times now. Yeah, wow. I saw the first yeah. episode and... And then I'm like, all right, where is it? And I couldn't find it. Like you said with the AMC thing, 
And both me and my wife were like, fuck. And I'm and I keep like when you come on to Prime, because you can get AMC through Prime, when I come on to Prime sometimes, I I'm looking at the AMC membership and I'm looking at the fucking gangs of London like fuck, I'll just I should just buy this shit. Cause mm-hmm. it'll be a it'll be a time of day where I'm not planning to do anything. I'm like, yo, I got a good three or four hours I could watch the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's that it, that show is kind of addictive. The first episode is just dope. It's a brutal show. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Jesus. That's why I like show. it. Bro. Yeah. Just, just it's sort of like uh it's not Soprano esque in terms, but just what maybe I'm not thinking of Sopranos. I'm trying to think of one of those show movies or TV shows where it was just incredibly bloody and just and not not like the wire, but you know. Did you ever watch Rome? No. No. That was on HBO, wasn't it? Yeah. That's a really good show too. Okay. And bloody and brutal, just mm. like that. Yeah, because back all then about I mean back then motherfuckers didn't have razor sharp weapons like you had to hack a motherfucker two three times to get their arm off sometimes unless you were <laughs> one of the big strong niggas and you had a decent sword yeah. but like the regular soldier nigga who the grunt he had like his sword was all right you had to hack a nigga about four or five times he'd kill a nigga i'm saying you seen braveheart them niggas hitting niggas with mallets and shit that shit is ridiculous mm. Balls and chains. <laughs> All right, it's horrible. All right, Alex. Uh, Alaric, that is the uh, end of your check-in, please. <laughs> that's the end of <laughs> that's the end of my annex check-in. You are now listening to Decoding Forty. What's good, people? This is your boy L. O. AKA the Ad Man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding Forty on IG, Facebook. YouTube and TikTok. So what's going on with me? So a couple of things. I want to give this preview because this story is hilarious, but I'm actually going to record it separately. And I'll just give this teaser. They get stopped by TSA. They have weed in their sock. The TSA agent finds the weed. Skip a little bit forward into the story. Another TSA agent says, you can have your weed back. Have a safe trip. Wow, we've gotten there now. Yeah, so I'll, I'll record that and I'll throw it in one of the shows probably in the next couple of weeks. This weekend, as we mentioned, we're going to be in Atlanta at the Black Effect Podcast Festival. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to connecting so many with so many people. So as you're listening to this, we'll be uh, knee-deep in podcasters and networking and connecting and listening to speakers. And securing a deal and putting it out there. And securing a deal, absolutely. Network. Deals. Deals. Network deals. But before I get there, I will be flying on Frontier Airlines. Why? 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 Because I want to provide you all good listeners with some great content. <laughs> I want you all to know the depths that I'm willing to put myself through just to entertain you. He's doing it for um, you. I'm doing it for you. Um, actually, it was just an incredible deal on a ticket. And I was like, all right, I might as well just fly. But I'm flying one way on Frontier. I'm flying back on racist ass American, but I'm flying first class. So we'll see. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm balancing it out. You I'm got a tricky deal. Yeah. Yo, that Frontier ticket, you was drinking that night when you, when you booked that shit. <laughs> you know, you, you're one. absolutely right. I'm glad you reminded me. <laughs> you was <laughs> drinking that night. Because he, because he, yo, listen, Ben texted me, text me like, the next morning. <laughs> 
was like, nigga, did I buy that ticket? I was like, what are you talking about? You told me you, this is the ticket you bought. I was I was suspicious why you did Frontier, but hey, nigga, that's, you know. That is exactly right. My Yo. yuck is your yum. And what happened? The next day, because we, we chatted, and I looked at my email like, you have a ticket on Frontier Airlines. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. But it was have an you, incredible ticket. Have uh, you ever price. flown Frontier? I have not. I've not flown Frontier. I've not flown Spirit. As a matter of fact, there's this new one called Play. I was tempted to fly on them. I'm not flying on that either. I flew Frontier once. And? Because the ticket to Miami was, it was so cheap. It was $88. Right. This ticket was 60 something dollars. I said, great. I'm going to take it. Right. They charge you but, for carry-on bags. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. You can carry one backpack. Then they charge you for carry-on. So that's another $35. Then they probably charge you for the seatbelt buckle. They'll give you the strap, <laughs> but the buckle... Oh, you want a buckle? Oh, so you want thirty-five dollars? Like <laughs> you you, normally, normally you just tie a knot. You just tie right. up the seatbelt. <laughs> you can tie a knot, but that's not the most secure way. He's a thirty-five-dollar buckle. Yeah, this is no frills um, flying. So L's gonna be strapped to the wheel. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, your fellow passengers will be the entertainment. Yeah. So. I, Anybody who is on this plane, I'm just putting it out there, please, I hope you on your best behavior. I just want to get to Atlanta on time because I actually have a meeting that's scheduled an hour after we're supposed to land. Mm. So it would be great to leave on time. I'll just chill in one of the lounges and then I'll bounce to the Airbnb. So it's a, it's a Greyhound, except faster. Actually, they Listen, actually it's going to be done. an experience. What they've done is uh, strapped wings to a greyhound. <laughs> sometimes it gets up, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes. <laughs> well, prayerfully, it will get up, stay up, and come yeah, down when no, it's supposed no, no. to come down. Yes. Listen, yes. it's a fun. It, it, everything's going to be fine. You're just going to yeah. be uncomfortable for a couple hours. So. Right. So I figure I'm treating myself on the way back, and it'll be well worth it. Wow. Sir, sir would you like another hot towel? <laughs> I'd, love I'd, I'd love four, four <laughs> and a bunch saying. of drinks the other thing is before i get to atlanta i'm gonna need another shave so i'm mm. going back to my barber shop mm -mm. i was there last week turns out my original barber is gone now oh wow so i'm just walking in freely without a care in the world what, what happened he went back to dr i don't know there's another barber in that seat He's he not in any other chair. No All money. the other chairs were full with barbers. So he's not getting any money. He had to leave. Yeah, maybe he. Uh, Papa, you can't pay your rent. You got to leave. You had that one Moreno. It wasn't just me who was leaving him. Hold so. on. You yeah. had that one Moreno, but <laughs> do everybody keep jacking your customers, yo? Right. It could, had, it could very he, well he, be. He took one of your Morenos. He, the other one took like three of your Morenos. They All your black guys, they gone. They're not coming here no more because of you. Yeah. You got to so. stop mean mugging, son. <laughs> you hating on me. Or, or stop fronting on a shave. Make oh it sharp. <laughs> we go there because it's Dominican sharp. You know what's funny? I, the last time I took my son, not the last time, the time before I took my son to the barbershop. It's a Dominican barbershop. And the guy that he normally goes to was busy. The guy that gave him the best haircut he's ever had wasn't in that day. So there was another guy. And I was watching him cut the guy in front of us. And I was like, oh, his haircut looks okay. But I'm like, all right, I'll just let my son go. Because he, he had a thing the next day in school and wanted to get a haircut. 
and he zeked him so bad. Mm. He zeked him. His hairline like back. His, pushed his hairline back. The shit was uneven. And when he got out of the chair, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if it's bad or <laughs> I need to go home and wet his hair. I'm like, maybe if I wash it, I put some product in it. Like, you know, get a curl up and it'll look better. And oh. this shit just looked, it just looked wild. It was, just, it was like, I, like he didn't even get a haircut. Mm, horrible. And then, yeah, and then we had to go to another. So now we're in a new barbershop. Oh, okay. Which is closer to my house. It's literally walking distance. It's two blocks away. Just opened up. And another Dominican um, barbershop. And I had to take him there the last time he got a haircut because he had another performance at school the next day. And we were running late. And it was the only, the other shop had closed. And we tried this one. The guy was still there. He said, I'll cut him. So, and now, and he gave him a really great haircut. So that's our new barbershop. It's walking distance. How is your son with getting haircuts? Is he fine sitting in a chair? Yeah, but he likes to move around mm. like any little thing distracts him. And I know it freaks the barbers out because they're trying to edge him up. And he's like, whoop, yeah, whoop, whoop, just turning his head in the middle. <laughs> but, you know, I guess as a barber, you got to be used to that. Yeah, yeah used especially to that. with kids. Yeah. And, and the one that gave him the best haircut, like he would use a, a straight edge razor. Mm hmm. Mm. on the on the edges and that's when i get a little nervous because yeah. I, I know but they hold his head they hold it really right son you're gonna have a buck 50 yeah <laughs> <laughs> just call him scarface <laughs> yeah i asked because my oldest he used to hate getting a haircut and there was one barber who would use the straight razor to you know get his edges yo man had a conniption fit it mm. it, it he would you would have thought that he was about to get his throat slit <laughs> this dude screamed wiggled his way out the chair he was basically about to run out the barbershop wow and i was like okay so um we're gonna have to figure out something else so the irony is one day he actually took one of my razors one of my straight razors and tried to shave his head like i did like wow. i did wow Oh, and he shit. had all these patches in his head. And I was like, Yo, what are you doing? Why did you do this? So I was prepared to teach him a lesson. You going to school like this tomorrow. So my wife was like, you're not sending my baby to school like this. So she wound up using one of my electric razors and shaving his head bald, which was the beginning of him getting bald heads cut. So it was okay. crazy. And now he has locks, which is an incredibly different departure. I didn't even think he was going to go this route, but mm. apparently he did. So uh, it's, it's weird to imagine a 10 year old with a baldy with like, you <laughs> <laughs> must have teased him to death. <laughs> Nigga, did you cut your shit like that for real? Like on purpose? <laughs> I think we have the picture around here somewhere. I don't want to see if I can find it, but um, yeah. it was just, that was just a wild. Cause I'm like, he was in the bathroom for a long time and I'm like, what is he doing in there? Obviously, you know, it's the office, but he was too young for all of that. But I'm thinking then, you know, he's just on an iPad or something. This dude comes out looking like Dennis Rodman in the Wait, head. Did he, did he think he did a good job? Did he think he hooked it up? No, he didn't. He, he realized like, it was oh, Jack. Shit, help. help. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they won't notice. No, my son, my, I'm going to just walk out. No, he, got, he got mad pieces of paper attached to his head for bleeding. <laughs> this nigga looked like a tic-tac boy. Ironically, he did not cut himself, which wow. is very weird. Luckily. Yeah. 
luckily. So you got yeah, to. My, my son is is very vain. He likes to see himself after a haircut. Mm. He knows when it looks good. Oh, he's like that dude in the, uh, the TikTok videos when he's <laughs> walking out, giving everybody pounds. <laughs> <laughs> nice haircut. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Word. <laughs> oh, man. But that's my check-in. So, um, yeah, let's let's move on with the show. When I'm not filling up this levy machine at 7-Eleven, I'm listening to Decoding 40 with my friends. Vashmush and Tashkush. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's a particular documentary that has not come out yet, but it is getting an unbelievable amount of attention because of what it may have and who it may expose as a bunch of freaks. And I say freaks because the title of the documentary is 94 Freaknik. Among a number of memes and videos that have been uh, published in the recent weeks about the potentiality of who is going to be exposed in this documentary and how nervous they are going to be, it turns out there are particular number of professionals who are really concerned about what's in this uh, documentary as they have, or I believe they've only threatened to file a lawsuit, but maybe they have at this point by the time this is released, to block the documentary from being uh, dropped on Hulu. So with that said, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on all the hubbub around Freaknik 30 years later? Freaknik. 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 I used to call it Freaknik. No, Freaknik. Like Picnik. Uh, but with freaks <laughs> freak nick i i've been enjoying the uh the memes and and the gifs as they say that's just been funny to me like you know the 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 picture like you know you what you did i saw one where it's like it's the father and son sitting down and they're looking at like the video and the father says you know what you you know what you did was illegal <laughs> so it's like <laughs> there's a lot of that shit going on you know i mean yeah. Uh, you know, I was talking about the documentary with my wife and she was like, oh, it's, it's it looks like it's the potential of giving women a bad name. They're, they're focusing on the, on the women's behavior, but not the men's behavior. And honestly, the unfortunate thing is, is that I, I, I was never that dude. Like, I, I, I didn't think that was like cool to do to like. You said, unfortunately, you weren't that dude. No, I wasn't that dude. And not unfortunately. But I'm saying is, is that the documentary is going to show a lot of that. I just never what? understood just about the grab assing and, and grabbing women and, 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 you know, women taking their pants down or some dudes just kind of like really going hard with it. You know, it's like, I don't understand that wolf pack mentality of like, just to grab a woman or try to stick your finger in a woman or whatever a lot of these dudes was doing. That's has potential, I guess, to hurt somebody's feelings. Definitely. Especially if that's your mama or that's your, that's your wife or something like that. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't think looking at what ha- what went down through our current perspective that women are the only ones that are going to look bad. The men in those crowds are going to look really bad. And your faces are in it. Yeah. Um a lot of these dudes going to be me too. Deacon Johnson, was that you Deacon if, Johnson? And some of you are going to fully deserve it and some of you are going to get caught in the windstorm. But look, I think we also have to think about what the time was like. It was probably the first moment that I can recall where black people were exercising this full freedom to be an entire human being. You know what I mean? We had seen 
videos, girls going wild. And we'd seen the like New Orleans, it, people taking their tops off for beads. We'd seen like Daytona Beach and we had seen white folks having this opportunity to get wild and to just be free for a moment. And black folks took that opportunity. And this was this was their time. I mean, I remember I didn't go down there in 94. I went to Freaknik in like 97. But this was the reason why I went, because it was almost it was the idea we can go there and we can be free, do the things that we We want. We can be freaks. We can be freaks. Uh, But by the time 97 rolled around, it was not the same. It was heavily policed. It was not as wild as, you know, the stories had sort of um, described it as being. It, it was a little bit more tame, but you saw some wild things every once in a while. I saw maybe a couple of titties and somebody, you know, women were, were dancing in the street, but I didn't see anybody like, you know, pull their panties to the side or anything like that. You know, a couple of titties. That <laughs> no was about it. By the time 97, 98 rolled around, the police had started to be more aggressive and making sure that they were policing the area. The wildest thing that I remember is sitting in traffic for like an hour. Well, that moving, was the best part. And moving a block. Right. But I'm just saying there, was, there wasn't there was anything really wild at that point. Maybe no. people just jumping, switching seats in, in their Jeep or something like that. But there was nothing crazy at that point. I just remember trying to holler at the girls right. that were also on the other track. side going in the opposite yeah. direction. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? The, the, the same thing that happened to Freak Nick happened to the Puerto Rican Day Parade and a lot of the parades that we have in New York and we have the Greek, we had the Greek Fest in New York. I think it just, when, when police get involved or there's an incident that changes the whole landscape of the parade or the, or the celebration, all it takes is one incident where someone gets usually a white person and changes the whole game, right? Because the Puerto Rican Day Parade was the shit. And then they, you know, a couple of white women got touched and then that shit was over after that, pretty much. I mean, it's they have the parade, but it's not, it wasn't the same. You mean, you? they used to be able to sell liquor and food and all that shit. And Giuliani came along and changed all that shit. You couldn't do none of that shit no more. Well, I remember the parade on, um, the Labor Day Parade on uh, Eastern Parkway. Yeah. There was no... Yeah white women involved in that and they started to shut that down well i mean people were getting killed and run over by floats and shit like that right it it was more than that i'm just talking about the sexual assaults that were occurring as well well well, it's not the same no 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 i'm just saying when the sexual assaults occurred yeah that's when the city started to crack down on i'm not aware of sexual assault at the labor day parade but i will send you the articles okay there's a culture of playing mass and doing carnival right and I think it would have to have been somebody outside of the culture who came and was disrupted. I, I don't know. I, maybe I don't, maybe I don't it's in so. recent years. Maybe maybe it's more recent. But I, I, I want to get back to something that you were saying in terms of men and women and how they interpreted their behavior during Freaknik. Mm-hmm. I, I've always called it Freaknik now that I'm really listening to myself. So anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> Correction. Yeah, well. It's too late now. I want you to listen to this. I'll give a little bit of context. This is one of the uh, members of IOTA Phi Phi Theta who is giving his perspective on responsibility of women during Freaknik. Then there's a response from a woman who thinks otherwise. And then you're going to hear the voice of a young man who is coming to the defense of this young woman. Now, 
I would not grab your body, but there are people that will. They will, right. So you should dress appropriately. Right. So? I resent that statement because, you know, that's just me. I had a little shirt on. I had a little shorts on. I got it. I can flown it. It's a party atmosphere. It's right. kind of like being at a ball game. Once everything gets going and you're walking around naked and you get grabbed, don't come crying at the end and say, oh, well, I didn't know I was going to get raped. Or I didn't know I was going to get funded. You can't say that because the sister's walking around down here showing a lot of her body that she is asking to be raped. That is that, that is just her saying yes, that that's she is anybody. showing that's her body. She is a beautiful black woman who is taking pride in herself. She has it. She, she can show it. The bottom line is when she... Can you guess which which uh, guy is trying to get that clip taken off of YouTube right now? This is what I wanted to talk about. I, for some reason, am in the minority in thinking he is not terribly wrong. Whoa. Because I'm thinking if I'm talking to my, I don't have any daughters, but if I'm talking to my nieces, mm -hmm. if I'm talking to my sister or some young lady that I care about, I'm going to caution her about how she positions herself, how she dresses in certain situations. It's called awareness, environmental awareness, right? So I didn't get the impression that he was saying they deserve this. I'm well, I'm saying I got the impression what he was saying. If you put yourself in certain situations, you have to be aware of what could possibly happen. Right. And don't come crying to me. When that's you, the part I see. That's that's I, what I'm that's, saying. But what I'm saying is that that part was he, he was harsh on that. But that was, I think, harsh truth, because if he's telling you right now in this moment, from here, you're hearing my words. Don't go back into this situation doing the exact same things that you have been doing because you're endangering yourself. Well, the main problem is the end of that sentence, because then you put the entire responsibility on the woman who is simply living her life and not on the perpetrator. Agreed. That is, that's what makes that whole statement problematic. I don't because, think that the whole statement was problematic. I think that portion of his statement is problematic. It's similar to, no, would you tell someone to wear, that, that let me finish my question. Would you tell someone to wear, or would you caution them against wearing flashy jewelry while walking through certain parts of the city late at night? Yes, absolutely. And would you then say, if you continue to do that, you are now putting yourself in jeopardy of being robbed or worse? Yes. So don't come back to me after I I no, told you, you see, this. That's 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 when it goes that's when it goes left because you don't tell the you don't tell the victim because it's still not your fault no matter what you did it's not your fault which which brings me to the question where does accountability lie is it fully on the perpetrator lies with the perpetrator fully one hundred percent one hundred percent one hundred percent. I think I think you have to you have to look at the the environment that the situation is happening in and it goes back to being aware of your environment you don't go into the fucking the fields of Africa where there's lions with meat wrapped around your neck you just don't do that it's like you don't you don't go to certain neighborhoods you we're not certain people out there act like fucking animals let's they just keep act it 100 like animals. I'm not saying we're wild animals I said there's people out there who act like wild animals who will fucking take your shit from you. Yes. And if you're fucking out there, like walking around with meat on your neck, the line is going to get it's, you. But, but, <laughs> but now, but here's the, here's the problem in that statement is you're saying you cannot be fully who you want or need to be. And you are to blame when something happens to you, not the perpetrator. No, no. 
What I'm saying is, so I would I would definitely caution. Like, let's say my my daughter grows up and decides she wants to go to the fr- the next Freaknik that comes along. I'm sorry, Freaknik yes. sounds too white. I'm going to stick with Freaknik. <laughs> go go for it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but as you said it, I was like, that's terribly Caucasian. Go on. You know what? She you need to make a T-shirt. She wants to go to the next. <laughs> is it Freaknik or Freaknik? <laughs> All right. It, when she decides she wants to go to the next iteration of Freaknik, yes, I am going to caution her that she should be aware of her surroundings. But if something happens to her, I'm not going to say it's your fault for doing what you're doing. No, no it's, I, I the, think... it's the it's the it's the guy who violated you. It's his fault, and I'm going to murder him. No, no, no. I'm I'm not saying that. I think I think, and I think me and L both agree. That's where he kind of loses people. That's mm-hmm. what I said. Yeah, but the bottom line is you also. You but you said to, it, it negated but, but, the entire but, statement. That's the part I was pushing back. But on. You, well, what you have to imagine is how do you then handle a woman who's been violated in that situation? Because he says, if you put yourself in that position, it's your fault. Don't complain to me when you get raped. So that's why I say the whole statement becomes tainted. He's not he's not trying to okay. taint, tainted to- and negated is two different things. So I, I, I can agree with tainted because, yeah, you're right. That portion of the statement is problematic. But I, the beginning of his statement, I think, holds fast and stands true that you have to have situational awareness. Absolutely. That goes without saying. But if you ask me to agree with this person's statement, I'll agree with the, the second young man who was talking about. She has the right to do what she wants to do. And this person that violated her is the one that's in the wrong. I agree with him. Okay. Vin? You have to be aware of where you are. And putting yourself in the eyes of those who want to do harm to you is probably not the smartest thing. You know, you, you we grew up in the 80s and the 90s, and we've seen motherfuckers got robbed. I've been robbed. We've been robbed before. And we know that when you go into certain situations, it's not smart to wear certain shit. It's not smart to do certain things. And and as a woman, unfortunately, this is what it is. And it, it's, I'm not saying it's correct or it's right or this is the way it should be. It's just what it is. Motherfuckers out there see a woman who is dressed in a certain way, who is, is showing too much skin or whatever you want to call it. There are certain people who don't know how to act. When you say it, it is. just is the way it is and she's showing too much skin gives validity to that situation. No, it doesn't. It's, it's 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 making them aware of what it is. It's a couple. Come so on. When, so so when I mean, this, that's the reality. Who, of it. Rea- but, there's a reality me, of things, and it's how you, you how you want it to be. Who, who, but let me ask you this: Who are you putting into question? Her behavior or the perpetrator's behavior? So I'm trying to make sure so that my daughter comes home safe. Absolutely, we all want to make sure that. Well, I don't give a fuck about home. anybody else but that. We all want to make sure that our loved ones come home safe, right? But it's not her fault if she goes out of the house and wearing anything less uh, anything less than a burqa and something happens to her. It's because that person was fucked up, not, I'm not anything that she did or wore. But I'm not saying I, I agree with you on that. But my point is mm-hmm. in the real world, not not the world we would like it to be in the real world. She needs to be conscious of what she's wearing because there are people. Do, do you see how you're contradicting her. yourself? I'm not contra. I've been saying that all the time, the whole time. I never blame. I'm not blaming her. I'm just letting you know that unfortunately that's the way the world is. How is that? How is that contradicting myself? All right, guys. So this is 
actually more heated than I anticipated it being. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to bring in a special guest. Merch drop! What's up, y'all? We need y'all to support this podcast. Pick yourself up a t-shirt. Pick yourself up a hoodie. They're soft. They're poly tri-blend. Luxurious. Warm. They're furry on the inside. They're really plush. You can sleep in them. Your wife can sleep in it. Your daughter can steal it. And she can sleep in it. Go over to Decoding40Pod.com and get yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, whatever you like. Decoding40Pod.com All right. Let's let's continue this conversation, and we are introducing Rasan Paris, the chief oil chapo of Jacksonville, <laughs> the owner of Fragrant Body Oils, who uh, will soon be celebrating 20 years of business, which is an extraordinary feat. He still owes me shares in this company. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to just go public so I can uh, take him to SEC and get my shit. <laughs> so that, that being said, Rasan, welcome to the show. Welcome to the hey, show, bro. Thank, hey, thank you. I appreciate you. Leon, of course, I appreciate you. But I do want to say I love the show. I've been listening thank since I, I believe in Um, I have never, ever ordered Basil Hayden without saying <laughs> Basil Hayden. <laughs> Every single time. Like, they're like, yo, well, yeah, y'all have Basil Hayden? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there are certain things that have stuck in my mind. I appreciate y'all brothers, man. Oh, the conversations that. y'all have. Um, the comedic twist, but it's it's also I've I've told Leon before I've taken several breaks because it's gotten deep, and yeah. I've had to come back and go, okay, I'm ready to deal with some of the issues that you guys put on the table, mm. which is which is good for me because sometimes I don't I'm not even ready to grow. I'm like, nah, I need to stay right here. For so, <laughs> yo, I appreciate y'all brothers, and and you know it's, it's good to see the success and and the growth you. of you brothers, man. We appreciate you, man. Because without you, without you yes. there is no show. No nah, I appreciate that, bros. Mm-hmm. So you were listening in as we were talking. Um, I was. Do, do you have any uh, initial thoughts on personal responsibility in the context of women who are in spaces that potentially or inevitably intend to be harmful to their person? And where do you draw the line in terms of personal responsibility and the egregiousness of the perpetrator? You know, I I, I got in right at that moment where you guys kind of have, you know, disagreement on responsibility and accountability. I know you know my stance. I, I believe in accountability. That statement that the brother said was great up until the point he said, yo, don't come back to me and, you know, cry and say, but let's be honest, y'all. There is a way that we would like the world to be and the way the world is. We have to play by certain rules. We might not like the rules, but we need to be mindful and respect those rules, whether they're good rules that work in our favor or rules that don't work in our favor. That's just, I hate to say somebody said that's just what it is, but it really is. I would love for a woman to wear whatever they want and not have to feel like they're being harassed. But we all know, a bro- one of the brothers said, I think, Eric, I think you said, uh, humans are not animals. Humans are animals. Like, I said, I know hum- we're not wild animals. Humans are wild animals. We're domesticated animals. Humans are domesticated wild animals. Formerly <laughs> <laughs> known as wild animals. I mean, just, I mean, really, truly, let's, let's think about this. Literally, every day, we're finding out some place has been shot up. 
mm-hmm. somebody's been killed. This, that, and the third. The people are are wild right now. They've mm-hmm. always been wild. Like when you look at the statistics, we all grew up in the eighties and nineties. I'm from the Bronx, like y'all brothers from New York. So I do apologize if I do come off a certain way or whatever. I I mean no harm, but eighties and nineties, like you said, uh, Vince, it's like on a train. Dog, coming from Rice up to Gun Hill Road after practice at 9 p.m., I'm taking my headphones off. I'm tossing them in my pocket. I don't want somebody to come and be like, yo, shorty, what you listening to? Because <laughs> I know what time it is. <laughs> but it's not right. <laughs> but I'm, I know the rules. And and I hate it for that young lady because she should be able to do whatever she wants. I should be able to do whatever I want. But there, there's rules to this. Biggie said there's rules to this shit. Well, my point is is that when something does happen to her, or if something does happen to her, is it her responsibility to wear what what is not attractive to a perpetrator? Or is it it our responsibility to hold that perpetrator responsible? If that becomes, if we make it the cultural norm to not violate, we look at other men and say, this is not appropriate behavior. Instead of looking at the young lady and saying, this is what you shouldn't wear. I think well, that's how we change it. We got to hold ourselves and the perpetrators responsible for the behavior. So we have to, in the same way that you would warn a young lady to not wear that skirt, we have to warn that young man to don't push it. Don't put your hands on somebody who didn't ask you to. Don't cat call a woman in the street mm. we we have to I'm, I'm just saying like the one that's done the wrong thing is the person we should put our focus on and not on the person just trying to live their life because it doesn't matter what a woman you, you have enough women friends and let them tell you the story of just walking down the street Yo, you're completely right but you doesn't matter rec- what they were you do recognize like these these four squares right here y'all watch the transformers mm. like the latest joints where they the last of the primes like mm. we're we are a certain group of individuals and you're completely right. We will keep each other accountable. I literally just asked Leon uh, the other day about working out. Like, what's up, bro? You on the, you on the joint or what? Listen, but everybody's not like disrespectful. Sorry, sir. <laughs> but the, the fact is everybody's not like that. Right. And it, it should be right. right. You're yeah. right. You're completely right. It should be. But it's just like when I'm speeding, if I get caught me, Rashawn, I take accountability. You know what? I feel like the speed limit in this area should be 70, but it's 45. Right. I have to do that. So when I get pulled over, I'm not saying that they're necessarily right, but I understand I have to do better because, and and I'm not saying that's how she should feel, but I think that's when we start talking about accountability. This is the conversation that myself and Elo have all the time about accountability. I have to be accountable. Everybody on here is successful in their own right. You didn't go, I'm black. I can't make it. Right. You said, yo, let me bust my ass. Yes, my coworker doesn't do as much work. They get paid more. But you know what? I'm going to figure out a way to do X, Y, Z. So this young lady, she's putting herself in harm's way. That's the bottom line. Because, yes, she'll be right. If somebody does some harm to her, she's right. You would be right. Like, yo, we shouldn't do that. But the damage has been done. Yeah. Now she has to live with that forever because we feel like people should do right. And I think that's the piece that I was pushing back on with you, Alaric, is that she absolutely has the right to live her life however she wants. However, because we have people 
and environments that are not conducive for people to do that, we have to warn them that just because you have the right to do so does not protect you from being harmed. And I completely agree with you. Like I said, like if it was my daughter or my one of my loved ones going into the situation, yes, I'm going to give them a heads up of the wolves that could be out there. Absolutely. But ultimately, if they decide that they want to wear those short shorts, they should be able to wear those short shorts. And if something happens to them, it's not their fault for wearing the short shorts. So, Eric, let's just put it in like a concrete, you know, form. Mm-hmm. If your daughters, you got one daughter, right? You got one daughter. You got one daughter. Congratulations, too. I'll be listening like, yo, if there was a one percent chance harm would come to her if she just wore, I want to say regular, but it's a regular woman's outfit. And there was a 32 percent chance that some harm could come to her if she wore this a little more revealing. And at 70 percent, if she wore a bikini with, you know, everything hanging out, what would you say to her? Which one would you suggest your daughter wear? Well, like like I said, I would warn her of the dangers like like I do in every day. I warn her of the dangers of the world. But I which one about the dangers out of those? But which one is ultimately, out of those three? ultimately, the person that I'm trying to raise is going to be able to make her own decisions. And when she goes into the world, she's going to have to make those decisions. Right. So what can I do to prevent her from going out into the world the way she wants to go out into the world? I can only tell her of the dangers, but the dangers also exist because of our lack of looking at the perpetrator. We're not calling out our folks. We are not saying to our people that that's not cool to do. If we're saying it enough, if it's if it's uncomfortable, if it's not socially acceptable to do that thing like amongst us, we're not going out and start playing grab ass in the street, right? That, because amongst us, it's not socially acceptable. So we have to make that the norm. But so the thing not, is, but so not they, the norm. So that they can do that safely. But the because thing is, regardless of what they wear, women women are being sexually violated no matter what they have on. It doesn't matter. But what has to change is the mind of the perpetrator, not the person wearing the skirt. And you, what you also have to factor in is the mob mentality. Individually, mm-hmm. these guys may not have done those things mm-hmm. to this particular uh, young lady, for instance, yeah. in any of these videos. But when you get five, six, seven guys together and they've all been drinking and, and there's always that one who's first to grab. And once that one person does it, then everybody thinks that it's it's OK to do it. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you have to factor in when you're going out wearing a certain outfit. And, and, and it's unfortunate. and It's fucked up. And it's not her fault. But there are men out there who don't subscribe to the same thing, same beliefs that we have. And and should they? They should, of what course. Is your, what is your hesitation and, but, in calling wait, hold on, them out? Hold on, hold on. I'm not calling say this. anybody out. I'm not, wanna, I'm not, I'm not saying well, that. I'm, I know. I'm saying what is your hesitation in calling them out? No, I don't think he does. There is hesitation. no hesitation. What I'm but I wanted to say is, this. One, we're not talking about five, six dudes. We're talking about 20, 30 dudes congregated in one space if we're talking about Freaknik. And to give additional context, the, the audio from the video that was played was from 98. So we're talking about four years after the worst incidents in Freaknik, right? So 
I think the brother was trying to talk from a historical perspective saying, we've seen what, and I'll use the 80-20 rule, we've seen what 20% of the dudes who are here are on. So if you're going to put yourself in a situation, it's your right to do so, but don't be surprised if you find yourself in this situation. And I think, yeah, yeah, that's not what he said, but the first part, I'm talking about the first part of what he said. We've already, the crying to you, that's just bad language. I'm, I'm cleaning up what he's saying. I think what he should have said was that we've seen year after year what happens in this environment. And it usually happens to women who are doing this, who are dressed like this. And yes, sis, you got the right to live your best life. But these wolves are out here who are not abiding by regular civil rules. Yes, exactly. And if you're going to engage with them, this is what you can expect. So please don't do not do not poke the bear. This is all the stuff that I would agree with. And I would give the same advice to any one of my loved ones, any one of the my female loved ones, I would give them the same exact advice. And I think while you agree with the first part, I think it's important to separate yourself from that statement because I don't agree with the totality of it. I do. And I do. You got to understand that the end part has it has an impact on the first part, right? He's not separating his thoughts. Right. And I get that. Right. So all of this, all of that is connected. So, I can't separate his thought of don't come out here wearing that and then come back to complain about being raped or being sexually assaulted. I can't separate that. I can't separate because it's it's not even like it's two different speeches. I don't even know if he's saying it all in the same. I don't know if it's separated, but I think there is this. And this goes back to accountability. And I I really would love. I know I'm going to get a lot of texts and calls, but. But I do want to hear the perspective from the standpoint, if I'm telling you that this behavior that you want to engage in is going to be detrimental to you, I'm obviously going to provide space for you to be able to heal and be protected. But you have to take responsibility for doing the exact opposite of what you know to be safe for you. You have to all on the strength of what it should be and not what the real reality is. Right. Because you can't control... Again, I'm going to use the 80-20 rule. Should. You can't... The 20% of savages out here, they are not playing by rules of respectability. They don't care. They don't I'm care coming, that I'm you're coming. dressed like a nun. They don't care that you're dressed in a hijab. They don't care if you're dressed in a bikini. So if you're going to dress in a bikini and give them in their mind, they're going to rationalize it in some way that she's asking for it. Right. You need to remove yourself from that situation. Don't go to Freak Nick. Go to Freak Nick with a bunch of Caucasians (laughs) who eat raisins in their potato salad. No, I I appreciate what you're saying, Alric. I just think that's that's, it's unrealistic to think that way. And I think, again, I asked that question. It's not it's not unrealistic. It has it has to be it has to be practical. It has to be that, practical. Ev- that do you, do you that think all, everybody all, is going to listen that to all that? the men? No. Right, all the men are going to go. You know what? Alaric was we right. shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. We all, all of us in here, are from New York City, right? You, you grew up in New York. There's some <laughs> dudes I grew up with. I knew they was crazy back then. <laughs> yeah. Word up, like. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the way they thought was different. Like, okay, mm-hmm. somebody fouled you. You don't have to punch him in his face. It, it's a game. But that's that's not how they think. They have something wrong with them. So the people that have something wrong with them, they are thinking the way, hey, 
she's wearing this. I should be able to do this. It's not right. But, you know, this is the reality of it. And I, I in general, I try to play the game like chess. I don't want to get my pieces taken. So I'm going to move in a certain fashion that like, okay, yes, I want to have fun. This, that, and the third. I want to do X, Y, Z. I'm still going to play aggressive, but I need to be my, I don't want to get killed out here. I don't want your daughter to be in harm's way. Do you see, do you see that as, as us making space or allowing for that to happen when we say that the world is what it is? Yeah. I'm not so. Well, well, we, I think we are. You we, don't have, we have you don't have this is why we have prisons. You don't have to shut look. This we, is why we, we have psycho wards. All made social contracts. No, we all, all haven't. That's the part I'm disagreeing so, with you. Uh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. We, I'm not saying in this particular situation. I'm saying No, I mean in any situation. Yeah. We all have not subscribed to the same social contract. This is why someone will shoot. We just had this incident a couple weeks ago in Harlem. Someone literally shot a dude in the back of his head in a smoke shop. Okay. That's not subscribing to the social contract. Exactly. Which which is outside of the norm. Right. But I'm saying not right? we're all not subscribing to it. It's, it's outside of the norm. Right. Right. So we've all subscribed to the social contract. We don't go into a smoke shop. And no, we, in you're saying all uh, all of us on this panel right now? Or all of us in this city, or all of us in this country, or all of us in this world. Because I'm telling you, this, all of us in this culture. No, <laughs> no. So, no. so you're saying that that is acceptable behavior in this in this in certain society. circles? Yes. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not a part we're not of that just, circle. We're not but justifying yes. the behavior. We're telling you that it exists. Uh, Nobody I'm says not, it's right. I'm not, I'm not under any illusions that this doesn't exist. What, no, what I'm saying is in certain I'm circles, saying, I'm saying it is acceptable to shoot someone for no reason other than I feel like it. He's an op. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> are you not? Are you not? I'm not, I'm not aware of it. I'm not aware. I'm not aware of any where that you can shoot someone for no reason. I'm not aware of that. That, that sounds like a circle of sociopaths. That's Chicago. Oh, OK, you can call them whatever you want, right. but they exist. Excuse me. Certain parts of Chicago where there's a lot of gang violence. I, I, I love Chicago. I've never had a problem in Chicago. I'm just saying that there is an element in this culture who does not subscribe to peace on earth. They will take you out. They will shoot you for no other reason because you look a certain way. And you would say that they're part of. The, the, you, you would say that they're it's the same as the the social the rest of the society. You would say that they are part. I'm not of, saying. I'm not saying. But okay, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what you mean. So you're you're it's trying to outliers. okay. It's always outliers. But I'm saying that the overwhelming society has made a, a social contract that these are the things that we are doing. There's always going to be outliers. There's always going to be sociopaths. There's always going to be but, psychotic people. There's always going to be you, people who are mentally ill. There's right. always going to be people who don't subscribe to social norms. Do you but you said all. You said all. The overwhelming majority of society has made certain social contracts. There's certain things that are acceptable and certain things that are not acceptable. And we've decided as a society what things are acceptable and what things are not acceptable. And that thing is changing from 94 till now. You can't do the same things in 94 that you, that you in 94 that you can do. You can't do them now. It's just not acceptable. And we have made that decision that these things are no longer socially acceptable. And we also have to make that decision about how we treat women when they're out in the street. 
We have to make the same decision. Can I can I ask one question? What in ninety in nineteen ninety four? Yeah, that was acceptable then. That hasn't happened in twenty twenty three. What people are still killing, raping, molesting, right? At calling, they're doing right. all those things. It's still not acceptable. So give me something that was acceptable then. That's not acceptable now, and it's not happening. I mean, there's no not to say that it's not happening. But those people who are still involved in those behaviors, they're pushed to the outside. They're pushed to the outside. You are not, that type of behavior is not acceptable. Some people like, don't that's like if somebody is in your circle and every time you go out with him, he gets into a bar fight. You stop calling that dude. You stop hanging out with that dude. Because every time you go out with him, you get into a fight. Now He, he just, he just finds another group to be with, though. Eventually, he, eventually he runs out of groups, or he's not connected <laughs> to the groups. Nah, he, now he's now just a bar fight crew. <laughs> Him and the Billy Badass crew going around <laughs> fucking people up at the bars. You know, it's hard to have conversations with hope people. I mean, I have hope. I have hope. I I, I feel like it's not impossible to change the circumstances that we are in. It's not. It, I, I, we have me, to decide that that is the direction that we want to go. I think that's the direction we're going. I don't think that anything is impossible, but I think where we are right now, the reality is that, you know, we have to live in this world right. and everybody doesn't think like me. Everybody doesn't think like you. Everybody. So I go to these basketball, I go to my son's AAU basketball games and you got some parents that are over there going nuts and you got the other parents that are over there doing this. Me, I'm talking to the lady. Oh, yeah, I came from Georgia, blah, blah, blah. We're all different. But the reality is there's a group that we don't talk to because they want to fight. <laughs> like their son got fouled. They like, yo, let's get it in. They exist. So I respect what you're saying. And I, I, I believe in hope, too. But I, I'm also grounded in reality. You know, speaking of reality, um, you guys have any other final thoughts on that? Because I, I, I want to move into no. Because anything I say is going to keep this. This can is true. Open. I appreciate <laughs> that. Let's shut this can. I appreciate that self awareness. We're an hour thirty minutes in. Okay. <laughs> All right. So make, let's make just a quick one last. But just one last thing. Oh shit. Go ahead. Good. Good. Oh okay. Good. Welcome back to another segment of What's the Scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? Rasan, since you're here, we're going to uh, yes, include you on this latest short episode of What's the Scenario? And it goes a little something like this. So, guys, I fucked up. Uh, I've been feeling neglected by my wife, and I went and hung out with this other woman. My wife went through my phone and saw that we went to lunch together. There was no sex, but now she is all in her feelings. Do you think I can fix it? And if so, how? Maybe you should go have sex. With the other woman? You might as well. You're already in the doghouse. <laughs> you're, already, you're already fucked. She already sees you. That's this that like is you already put your legs off. All right. The mind already went. Mom already exploded. Yeah. <laughs> that is the movie playing over and over in her head. So might as well. So, All right, hold on, hold on. I should I should have asked Rasan to start as the only person I, on this panel who's I, not married. I was I was just about to say I was like because <laughs> he stepped know. on the landmine and it went kaboom. <laughs> Guess who stepped in the room? All right, Paris, go ahead. I really don't have a reference point because I'm not married. So I mean, I I kind of have to sit it out. I definitely don't think that's the right way to do it though, Howard. No. Oh, all, right. all right. So what would you do? Give him give the brother advice. Um. Okay. You said he he did not cheat. 
I mean, all he can do is apologize. But his lady can't get out of her feelings. She's mad that he went to lunch, didn't say anything. <laughs> she found out about it on the back end. In her mind, look, bro, you cheated already. Kill yourself. You cheated already. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> you, you know, in the in the Bible, they say like if you have thoughts of killing your neighbor, I, I can't remember the the. Obviously, I'm not well versed, right. but I know that there is a Clearly. verse about if you have thoughts about killing your neighbor, it's almost as bad as having killed your neighbor. Damn. It's a sin. It's a sin. Either. Wow. What book is oh, that in? Shit. I don't know, man. Yo, nah, but you know what? <laughs> like, nah, book. I don't read this chapter. I mean, on the real, I think you have to give it a certain time to heal. But mm -hmm. if you are with someone, You're and again, married, I'm just... Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's no healing that wound, son. <laughs> it's like a so, coloscopy bag. It's just there forever. <laughs> it's not going nowhere. I, I can't imagine not doing it Hmm. explain it to my wife or loved one and then she holding it because it's like me i'd be like oh i you you didn't do it i have to to me this is just me again you you brothers are married i would have to trust that mm, and that's a great know. point let's flip the question if you if you're but not she, but she doesn't trust that no but, but let's flip the question i think okay, he makes a great point let's flip the question your wife goes out to dinner with another dude a lunch with another dude you find out after the fact. How do you feel about it? I'm, I'm going to say the same situation. Oh, okay. I have, I've had this situation and mm -hmm. I found out after the fact. And I either trust when she says it was a business lunch or I don't. That depends on the woman that you're with. Do you trust the woman that you're with? That, mm -hmm. that was is my she, point. Is she shady? Then no. Is she's straight up with you? Then okay. It also boils down to how you met the person too. How so? Because if if if, if you, you met, met her, her at lunch in a way, restaurant, yeah, no, if you met her in a shady <laughs> way, like you know, if some if it was, it was do some shady type shit, and you know, you wind up falling in lust and love and marry and all that stuff, and then you know, you mm. know that she, maybe you met her <laughs> having lunch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Like you don't like. That's what makes like she's got a lunch fetish. Yeah. <laughs> something about crab legs and dick. This just drives her crazy. I don't know what it is. Like, you know it's what I'm saying? Appetizers. Like, so, so this, this thing. You ordered a calamari? Because <laughs> you know, I, you know, you ordered that calamari with me. You know how you get with that calamari? calamari. Did you suck his dick? And margaritas. <laughs> okay. So you think it's um based on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like like Rick said, if you, if if you married a person that you or you're with a person that you think is you know good has the propensity of doing some shit like that, then you're gonna be thinking, well, maybe she might have you know and, did something, and, you know. And you know, honestly, that I I think that's one of the things, especially as I've gotten older, finding someone that you can trust because at this point, if someone in my circle, my loved circle, says something to me, I believe it. Right. I, I don't go, oh, you did. I don't, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I have people in my life that if they tell me something, I, I just believe it because when I tell them something, I want them to believe. It. Right. So it, it's I can't imagine marrying somebody that tells me that tells me something and I automatically go to she's lying. Yeah, because right. there's more to do with you than it is. It does with her sometimes, too. Your right. Insecurities. And I think there's some more yeah. underlying issues with this couple than just him going to lunch. Well, I think she doesn't trust his word because she knows 
what that lunch meant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's how that, that, that was. The, the only thing that probably stopped him was the opportunity. Did you mm. pull your Did you pull your dick out like you did on me at lunch? <laughs> remember that? You talk about what's for dessert? You pulled your dick out. Remember? Did you do that to her? <laughs> remember that time it was that Red Lobster and you put your dick in the crab claw? You thought that shit was cute. Yeah. See. So if that happened to y'all, that's a forever thing, huh? Not. Here, here, I'm going to suggest something very revolutionary. I think spouses should talk to one another. And I'm not saying that lightly. It is very mm. difficult to do so at times. Yeah. Without question. That's mm. true. But when you realize that you have not had an actual conversation with your spouse, right. you need to take a step back and say, is this the narrative? Is this the movie that's in my mind? Or is this something that that person actually said to me mm. or has actually done to right. reinforce these feelings and these thoughts that I'm having? If it's not, then you need to check yourself and you need to kind of dial it back and figure out how do you two get into a space and actually have a conversation? Yeah, you're a therapist now. Yeah, man. I'm he, trying to he, tell he, people he, this. I should have gone to school for therapy. I, it would have taken real 12 advice. years yeah, to you, get my MBA. You could have made 35000 I know. A, a yeah. whole 35000 a year. You <laughs> <laughs> would have made 35000 a year. And you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have those nice glasses. I tell you that much. You have glasses. You'd have some psychiatrist glasses on. And I would have been so stressed, I would have never been talking to my wife because I'd have been worried about bills. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, that said, uh, I think I'm going to conclude this show because it looks like we have run long once again. Pause. So, Rasan, any actually, you know what? I'll ask you in the traditional sense. What have you learned today? Oh, wow. I learned that. um, Well, first, I I do want to say I appreciate you, brothers, for having me. Uh, Wish y'all continued success. First, I I, I think I learned this would be second. You said first. Second. Yeah, this is the. (laughs) This is Basil Hayden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Brought to you. Basil this... Before I went my slave. <laughs> you know, I, I got a very special bottle of slave tears. I actually found this in a cavern somewhere. This was actually bottled in 1864, the last of the tears. Delicious. This segment has been brought to you by Basil Hayden. Nah, I guess I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words because I think we kind of got so many thoughts at one time, but... I believe we started talking about accountability and, mm-hmm. and really I, I came on it. I thought we were talking about black people and accountability. Yeah, we, we were, but the show ran long. So we have to bring you okay. back. But uh, right, cause I, I know you, you have a thing against black people that I want. With black people and accountability, I'm with hours. <laughs> OK, you know what I mean? So um, one of the things I learned is uh, if I get married, uh, don't go having lunch with someone without talking to my wife <laughs> first. Very good. Um, well, don't even eat, son. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even ask about it, right? <laughs> don't even think about it. Second thing is... Bro, it's on... Yo, listen, man. The Basil Hayden is here. Right. Uh, yeah. The yeah, third or fourth... Three. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, right. the seventh thing is don't speed. <laughs> Number seven hundred and eighty-five. Right. Uh, um, all right. Oh, you still going? I'm still going. The oh diverse, my God. the diverse um, ideologies of our folks. Yeah. Because um, sometimes I, I do because of my circle, we are. The circle I'm in is kind of like a, yo, let's do it. Let's this. It needs to be like this, that, and that. And listening to you, brothers, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get what he said. Yeah, it makes sense. So I appreciate y'all opening my mind to some of those things as well. 
We appreciate the conversation. Yes, sir. Thank you. And in conclusion, Vin, what have you uh, learned today? That my Uber is magical. It's a magical car and all your dreams can come true there. Nice. One Uber rider. What have you learned? What did I learn? Uh, Shout out to Slink Johnson. Hashtag niggas know your mama. Mm, that's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious hashtag. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he, he did that. He did that long before the, the, yes, the documentary. Yeah. Yes, he did. I saw that. Niggas yeah. know your mama. Niggas know and your auntie yeah. too. Yes. Yeah, he's running them back. Mm. A whole bunch of them. Yeah, I saw a mm. bunch of them today. I was gonna post a picture. We got a freak neat picture. I don't know if you remember that, but. Exactly. Oh, no, you won't. I'm going to throw it right in the documentary. Yo. Like, circle <laughs> <laughs> with his hand. It's real. What's so crazy is my brain was registering what you said, and I was like, wait, word did up. he just? No. Nah, word up. That was a wild trip. But um, what have I learned this week? Literally, I just learned this right now. Don't bring your friends who you've uh, gone to freak Nick with on any uh, podcast that you're doing. Because this is trying to blackmail you. (laughs) (laughs) So with that said, uh, everybody, we appreciate you listening. Please continue to support and share the podcast. Subscribe, rate us. Go to decoding40pod.com. Go to all of our social media platforms at decoding 40 be sure to call in Texas at 619-940-4040. In terms of people or countries that are now streaming us, we are streaming strong in, where was it? In the Netherlands. So Amsterdam, thank you for the love. We appreciate that. We got to uh, definitely get out there one day and hopefully do a recording there as well. Hey, Rasun, before we got out of here, give yes, a sir. shout out to your website. Bro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for let reminding them, Let the people yeah, know where so- to find you. Yeah, www. Fr- I, now you know I'm old. Frankenbody oil. www.frankenbodyoil.com.www.frankenbodyoil.com.www.frankenbodyoil.com.www.frankenbodyoil.com.www.frankenbodyoil.com.www.frankenbodyoil.com.www.frankenbodyoil.com.www.frankenbodyo
Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Code and Forty, goddammit.